cousin on. Three one me, baby. Winnipeg. Winnipeg City Hollow. I'ma die with all my money, David Cobra. Bear me with all my moolah and my rugger. Rank up with the squad, had to do ya. Sip the way I pour the fuck, hallelujah. See, I can go break the commitment. I'm pumping shit like a business. I tell them never act distant. Come up with hard work and persistence. But bad if you call it, I missed it. But you're rockin' Louis Christian. I'm drinking fluids, I'm sippin'. Sorry, you knew it was different. like information. <laughs> Wagwan everybody, how are you doing today? My name is Mortimer the Magic Man Main. I am your friend, your buddy, the DJ, the selector, the MC up here in the Treehouse Lounge where we get together, we sit around, we listen to tunes, we talk about music, we talk about life, we talk about everything under the sun, which is everything, alright? So, before we get into the tune today, because as you can see, it is Clash Part 4. Don't worry, baby, we still got more Clash coming on top of today because I have so many of their records because I am such a lucky guy, okay? (laughs) Before we talk about The Clash, my favorite band, we gotta talk about the movie that we watched this morning while we were setting up, pressing the juice, taking the chairs off the tables, Taking the darts off the dartboard, you know what I'm saying? Setting up the pool table. It was Wishmaster 1997's cheese, gore, new horror, classic for some, cult for many. Wishmaster. Yeah. I had never seen this movie. 
It's crazy. I've seen a lot of movies, man, and uh, this one, I don't know, 97, it must have been the time, like, I was in high school, I was probably like, whatever, horror movies are stupid, they're fake, and, yeah, I mean, this movie was definitely, like, pretty stupid and pretty fake, but, it's on three sequels, man, there's four of these movies, uh, you know, so, I, I, I liked how they, like, you know, I liked it, I liked it, <laughs> so I'm gonna recommend it, and that's all I'm gonna say. Strictly for the heads though, you dig? Okay, don't get mad at me with this one if you're just like, what the fuck is this? Okay, moving on to the Muzak. This is Black Market Clash, 1980. This is a Carol record. This is a Carol record if there ever was one. Quick recap on who is Carol and what are the Carol records. Who is Carol? Answer, unknown. Likely, female, based on handwriting and name, Carol. Situation. When I was working in a record store like 15 years ago, this kid came in twice and he had this big stack of really, really good vintage punk records from the 70s and 80s. And he sold them to the record store at like a really crappy price because we told him he could have gone like on the internet and sold them for a lot more, but he's just like, whatever, man, I just need gas money. Seemed to me that this guy had been to a few too many heavy metal vomit parties, if you know what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, anyways, so I realized, I, I bought all the records that, that they brought in, I immediately snatched them all up, and uh, a lot of them had little handwritten Carol on them, being like, hey, hands off this Carol record, don't try to steal it, if I bring it over to your house, you know, I'll know. And so, um, to put such a collection together, I always thought that there would have been a lot of love and a lot of time and a lot of money going into it, so to have your, like, whatever son just sell it you know uh for for gas money is pretty harsh tokes for carol so i think she's she wouldn't have allowed that if she was alive so i think she probably died so r.i.p carol you're you know punk rock heaven which doesn't exist but like it'd be cool sounds cool to say carol's in punk rock heaven okay black market clash it's full of it wasn't a studio album this is full of b-sides and rarities what is the black market, you ask? Well, first of all, I'm like, you better not be messing me with the stupid questions, okay? But in this case, black market works perfectly because these songs were never released on studio albums. They would have been really hard to find. And when you have a product that's hard to find, prices go up, right? Supply and demand, baby, okay? Fuck that, I demand equality, but anyways. It's because... Carol bought this record back in the day that I'm going to be able to play you just the the best the best cover. I think like this is my favorite cover song ever by two of my favorite artists. This is like two lightning bolts striking each other, okay? <laughs> yeah, man, we're going to be listening to Pressure Drop. We're going to be listening to Pressure Drop by The Clash which was written and performed by Toots and the Maytals uh, back in Jamaica in like 1968. Toots, Frederick Hibbert died a couple years ago. He died in 2020, likely because of COVID complications. This guy, not as famous as Bob Marley, but of equal standing and importance in my opinion. Toots, Toots and the Maytals. If you haven't checked them out, check them out. 
It's some of the greatest stuff you'll ever hear. It's it's roots reggae. It's the roots reggae that the UK kids got a hold of, and they turned it into punk, or they took some of it and turned it into punk. Let's just get into this song right now, okay? Um, I'm so excited. I, I don't think I can even really wait much longer. <laughs> Let's listen to the song. We'll talk about it after. This is perfection. This is musical perfection. This is the, this is the pill. This is the juice that if you have one sip of it, you'll be changed for the rest of your life. So here we go. On me. Ambrosia on me. Pressure drop.
Okay, so there it was. Do you feel different? Probably, eh? <laughs> Here's what Toot said about the song. The song is about karmic justice. It's a song about revenge, but in the form of karma. If you do bad things to innocent people, then bad things will happen to you. The title was a phrase I used to say. If someone done me wrong, rather than fight them like a warrior, I'd say, the pressure's gonna drop on you. <laughs> God damn, that's a good quote. Uh, okay, my, uh, my funny story about this song. This song was also covered by a band called The Specials, which were very influential in the UK ska scene. I have a couple of their records, we'll be talking about them when we get to the S's. They do a fantastic cover of Pressure Drop, and that song was on the soundtrack to a movie called Gross Point Blank, starring John Cusack, Minnie Driver, Dan Aykroyd. I have a feeling it came out in like 1997, I'm, I'm getting 97 vibes from it. My good friend Scott, I think his older brother had the soundtrack to it, and it was a good soundtrack. It had a weird mix of, of uh, good stuff, I, if I remember correctly. A couple of crap songs, like <laughs> whatever. So when, so my, my friend Scott, like he's, him and I were about the tunes together. We were about the, the punk rock music together, discovering stuff, you know, showing the stuff. And he, we had that good in because he had an older brother and I had an older sister who were, you know, of course, like, you know, listening to new stuff at different times. So when I got my hands on a second London Calling copy, double LP, I was all set to give it to my friend Scott because I know he didn't have one and he did have some records on a record player because I gave him a record player. We were talking about Pressure Drop by The Clash and Scott was like, yeah, originally by The Specials, but you know, The Clash uh, did a really good cover of them. And I was like, um, that doesn't sound right. So then I asked my man Doug at the record store, I was like, Doug, who originally wrote Pressure Drop? And he was like, Toots. And I was like, who? And he was like, Toots and the Maytals. And then there I went, okay? And in my, like, <laughs> in my way, I was like, you know what, Scott, don't be fronting like you know everything about music. So uh, I never told him that I was going to give him this copy of London Calling. What the hell? Answer the phone. Plus. Thank you. So I never told Scott I was going to give him the copy of London Calling, so I just went ahead and gave it to my friend J-Dub instead. And J let's not forget J-Dub was the guy. He did have a record player, and he was the one who, like, we went through his parents' collection and gave me all this Beach Boys stuff. So, what do you think about that, Scott? <laughs> but check that out, though. It's a good example of, you know, he thought he knew. He thought he had the juice, right? But it just turned out that he was wrong. Doesn't mean he's an asshole. He was just wrong. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Doug from the record store for, for knowing the truth, though. Shout out to all those people that are about to have the pressure dropped on them, alright? You're on notice now. <laughs> so, back to this actual album that I have. Came out in 1980. In 1993, Epic Records, who I believe by that time had taken over CBS, they released Super Black Market Clash, 
which has even more songs than the album I have, just Black Market Clash, okay? I wish I could play you this song called White Man in Hammersmith Palais, which is a Clash song that Joe Strummer wrote, which describes his experience going to one of the first big reggae shows where they had actual artists from Jamaica come over and play London. So Joe's talking about how he sees Dillinger and Delroy Wilson and how it just blew his mind and how the song is, uh, it's, it's a song about unity. It's great. Thing is, I can't play that for you because I don't have it on wax. I want to play it, but I only play wax here. All the music that you hear is played by a vinyl record. I'm not just grabbing files, all right? There's a reason I do that. There's a couple of reasons. One of them is if I play you the sounds from the record player only, you're always going to be getting the full wave, okay? <laughs> the full, beautiful sine wave. Not some clipped version that just make up a bunch of ones and zeros. Okay? <laughs> I mean, these sounds get digitized as I send them out. But believe me, I think it's important to have that first wave intact, okay? We're talking about the medium. <laughs> How do I get the sounds out to you, okay? The medium. The message is peace. The medium is the sound wave. The medium is the energy. Next song. It's called Bank Robber. It's about a bank robber.
Hope you like that one. That's gonna be it for today. No, actually, I'm gonna expand on one more thing. Remember what I said about how how big a billion is? How it takes uh, 11, nine days to count to a billion and 33 years. Nine days, nine or 11 days to count to a million and 33 years to count to a billion. So think about that in dollars. Think about that when you're like. When you used to be like, oh yeah, being a millionaire, you have so much money. Think about what it really means to be a billionaire then, okay? Should probably be a crime for any one person to be able to hold that much personal wealth. One billion dollars. It's ridiculous. But now think about the multi-billionaires that exist and are calling the shots today. <laughs> Okay, shout out to all the Carols out there. Shout out to all the Judys out there. Something to think about, parting thought. Bird migration anomalies seem to be able to, in some circumstances, foretell the coming of extreme weather. What do you think about that? Let me know. What do you think about anything? Let me know. <laughs> Ask me tomorrow. I'll be back here at the lounge with you and all our friends exploring the tunes, exploring the history, sharing. 24 hours, baby. I'll be back. Each one, teach one. See you tomorrow. Peace. 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 <laughs>